This is Black Girls in Bloom podcast. This is a safe space for us to express our unbiased thoughts, experiences, and understandings of our journey. Our hope is that at the very least you're entertained. We really want this space to bring you comfort, allow you to relate, and bloom with us. So settle in and let's get started, babe. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, babe. Hey, how are you? I'm good. What's up, girl? How you feeling? I'm, I'm tired. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm very tired. <laughs> you ready to go to sleep? Girl, I've been asleep off and on for the last three hours. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I took a three-hour nap, too, because I knew we were recording. So I'm like, okay, cool. If I get up at, if I get up at 4.30... I'm going to just lay down at like five, get up at eight. But then once we pushed like the recording time, I said, well, <laughs> guess I'll stay asleep a little longer. The luxury of being childless. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> but um, welcome back, babes, to our three-part series of The Mothers We Know. Uh, we have reached the part part three, our third and final episode for this series uh, where we're going to sit down with my mom so uh hey mom hey go ahead and introduce yourself what's your name how old are you how many children do you have all that jazz oh okay wow you're real personal it's a good thing um black don't crack (laughs) i am um i'm shalita jones i am China's mom. She is the youngest of two of my children. I am 58 years old. No, you're not. Oh, today's my birthday. <laughs> I'm 59. Oh, <laughs> I got to get used to saying that. Okay, I have two. Chinyere is my baby. And my I have a son who is the oldest. So I have two, one of each. Nice. Well, I'm going to let Chris kind of, you know, run this episode and yeah, so you can ask her all the questions or if you have questions for both of us. You know, I have a gang of questions. Well, first, happy birthday and hi. <laughs> hi, thank you. Uh, let's see. So let me get myself together. Well, first, before we get started, I know um, that you mentioned that you have like, well, forget it. The first question. You, since you have a, a son and a daughter, yes. Um, do you think that there was a difference in raising them? Absolutely. Do you think you okay. absolutely because you raise your children according to their personalities. So when you have a male child and they're African American, there's things you teach your male son so that he comes home safely. Um, you teach those things to your daughter as well, but there are things that you cautiously teach your um, male child. But you raise your children according to their personalities. Interesting. You know, I've never heard anybody say that. Say that they they don't they raise their children. You should raise your children according to their personalities <laughs> <laughs> because kids are very different. And I think that. Um, you know what? That puts a lot of things into perspective for me because I've always said that I felt like my mom treated my oldest sister a bit different than how she treated like me and my middle sister. Mm-hmm. But now that you're saying that, it would make more sense because my sister's personality is, you know, just different from mine, of course. So yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, a lot of times I'm the baby. So I, I'm the baby of six children. Okay, and so my siblings always said that I got away with more, but I didn't. I just, I learned by osmosis. I didn't do things that they did to get in trouble. So I had more freedom than they had because I didn't have a curfew growing up because I had sense enough to come home. (laughs) You know, so you just, you treat you. And my mom, she raised me according to my personality. I was a little bit more trustworthy than others. That's true. (laughs) And what age did you become a mom? I became a mom, okay, um, at 19. But granted, my husband and I, Chiara's father and I, we got married. I was 17. I got married straight out of high school. Oh, 
do you wish you would have waited like until you're probably like in your mid or later 20s absolutely as far as um I think when you get older and you in retrospect, you think, oh, I should have did this before I got married. I should have did that. But one of my prayers was when I was, um, you know, because, you know, I was, yeah, we had been married two years and, you know, doing what grownups do, you know, without oh. protection. And, um, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> and I, my prayer was, God, do not let me become a mother until you know I was ready to be one. So I wasn't when I when, when I got pregnant and I had my son. I I didn't feel like I was too young. I felt like I was ready. And do you? So before you became a mom, did you always know that you wanted to have kids, or was it kind of like back and forth? You know, it was. I think I've always known because I was always an old soul. You know, you hear Chiara talk about Bobby Grace and stuff. Bobby Grace is an old soul, you know, so there's going to be things about her that's going to be beyond, you know, she's going to live, you know, she may be 12, but her personality is going to be 23. You know what I mean? <laughs> Chris, Chris is familiar with that too. She's an old soul. Yeah, I was so she get it. So she get it. So you have to read, like my I'll give you an example. My nephew called me this morning to wish me a happy birthday. And I was telling him, oh, I'm 59. He said, auntie, you're only nine years older than I am. I say, yes. But for them, I felt so much more older than they were because I was always an old soul. So does that make sense? No, it, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So uh, just to like fast forward a little bit, outside of parenthood let's go into grandparenthood do you think that like a lot of like the same values and, and morals and things that you have as a grandparent do they differ from like parenthood for you well basically do you feel like you're a bit more relaxed on the grandkids than you were with your own kids like it's absolutely. Not like a absolutely because it's not my <laughs> responsibility <laughs> My job is to love them and spoil them. Ooh, That's dang. my job. <laughs> Listen, being a grandparent is the best season in life. You know, one of the things about being a grandparent, when you raise your children and you are proud of the adults that they have become, you ensure I don't have to worry about them, uh, worry about my grandchildren and the morals that's instilled in them because I know who their parents are. So that's not my responsibility. I just get the love on them. My mom always says, or you <laughs> always <laughs> say that you feel like being a grandparent is optional. It is. Can you elaborate like more on that thought? Okay, because okay, so one of my children, <laughs> I felt like they thought that the you know that the grandparent is the nanny. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I'm the child. Yeah, of course you are. <laughs> but the thing about it is optional because as a as a parent, I've raised my children, you know, and it, I don't have to be as active in my grandchildren's life unless I want to. It's it's a choice because this is my season to enjoy my life because I've done my parenting, I raised my children. So now I, you know, I don't have to necessarily be as active in my grandchildren's life unless I want to. So it's optional. And I think a lot of times children get that twisted. They think, oh no, mom, you're the you're the grandparent. You're supposed to do A, B, C, and D. No, that's an option. Luckily for my children, I am an active grandparent. I love my grandbabies. See, that's a good thing because, man, this is like full circle. I was having a conversation with my uh, my sister today, mm -hmm. and um, she was just basically, you know, since our mom passed, she's basically saying how uh, it's, you know, of course, like it's harder because she doesn't have like that extra assistance. And I was telling her like I think that now, like the 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 newer grandmothers are standing up and saying, "Yeah, I don't have to do this," versus our grandmothers because I can remember going over my grandma's house every single weekend and I don't even know if she wanted me there every weekend but it was like a 
you going, you know, whether you want to go or not. Do you think that, like, when you first became a mom, was your mom really hands-on as far as, like, babysitting if you needed her to or just kind of giving you a break? She 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 didn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that something? <laughs> yeah, no, but the, no. Honestly, honestly, I think at when I, because I'm her baby, so when I started to have children, you know, um, I brought my kids around her. She didn't say not to bring them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She never said. Um, she would voice her opinion. This is why I'm so opinionated, and, and the reason why my daughter and son is as well is because we've always had a voice. So she would tell me if she didn't want to be bothered. You know, she would say no, don't. You know, no. But I used to tease her all the time. I said, when I have my children. You're going to come home from work and they're going to be sitting on your front porch with a sign said, mommy um, left us here. Because <laughs> <laughs> she would let me know, you know, too, it's it's a choice. You don't, you don't really have to be active. One of the things that I think for me is that I'm so um, family oriented that I, I'm going to be active because family is important to me. And I wouldn't want my grandchildren after I go on to heaven not to have really good memories of me. Yeah, and I think that's something, as far as like my uh, my niece and my nephew with my mom's transition, mm-hmm. they have a lot of, from, they have a lot of good memories, but uh, my dad isn't really like a hands-on, my dad wasn't a hands-on parent and he's not he's like a hands-on grandfather. So I think that now, like after my mom's transition, he's starting to realize that it's, you know, like the money and like the little gifts and stuff that your grandparents give you. Yeah, that's exciting. But I think that it's the memories of just being in a household with the person, spending like the weekends with them and like holidays and stuff. That's the stuff that really, you know, like stands out as a child when you think about like your grandparents. So I think that that's a good thing that you're really, and I know it's optional, but I think that's a good thing that you're really hands on. <laughs> Definitely option. You know what? Because when it's all said and done, the kids does not remember how much money you spent on them. What they remember is the memories. And then that's definitely what stands out. Like that's just you know that's the stuff that they can pass down to their kids if they ever do, uh, like decide to have them. Mm-hmm. And do you think that? Oh, let me see. Do you think that you've noticed? Uh, okay, let me see. Do you think that there's a, a difference in parenting with China and your son versus how they were raised? So do you think that they're raising their kids kind of with, kind of with the same like values and morals and like structure? Or do you think that it's, it's different? I think that the basic foundation is the same, but I think that whatever you thought you didn't get as a child, you want to make sure you um, give that to your children. A lot of times as parents, we think that our parents didn't give us A, B, and C, so we want to make sure we give that to our children. And no matter how hard you strive to give your children everything you thought you missed as a child, there are always going to be something that they miss, and they're going to... um, try to instill that in their children and that should be how you would want it to be you would want the the next generation to be better than the last generation if that makes sense no it does so it's basically like like not passing down well let me not say not passing down but like you said just um making sure that the next generation has a better experience you want to make sure that they have a foundation, you know, like you want them to be good human beings, you know, and, and that's something I hope that I know for sure. I pass that down to my, my um, to my children. I watch my children parent their children and I'm in awe because I, I see that they're, you know, of course, everybody have their struggles, but I see that they're trying to give their children everything I think I've given them and more. Okay. Tina, do you feel like there's, um, do you feel like there are any like main components that you, you, you definitely want to pass down from your kids that you've learned from your mom? Um, yes. You, you know, like when you, when you grow up, you assume that your 
that everybody's parents kind of teach everybody the same thing. But then when you become an adult and you actually deal with people on a day-to-day basis, you realize like, damn, your mama didn't teach you how to do this. Oh, damn, your mama didn't teach you how to do that. Like, you know, so it's just like, I'm making sure that the things that I feel like were common knowledge that I feel like people, a good human being should do, or, you know what I mean? Or should know how to do, or, you know, like, for example, um, something simple as like, uh, like, like how you should, you know, how I'd be like, don't get, don't get in this, <laughs> don't get in this party and act a fool, like that type of stuff. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, dang, that person, they mama didn't tell them not to act like this before they got here. <laughs> like those type of things. Like, you know, it sounds funny, like I'm saying that, but I'm grateful that I know how to move in a lot of different social situations and it's all because of like my upbringing and I feel like I want to make sure that my children feel comfortable in all social settings and know how to you know what I mean work the room and I feel like that's something that was instilled in me as a child you know no matter how it was or what exactly was instilled it the the point of got across and I know how to carry myself basically I think that's important because one of the things that I what I notice about young parents and this is not I'm not speaking of my child um, or my children is that they don't put their children in environments, you know, like, oh, I can't take my child um, to to the theater because they, they're not going to know how to act. They're going to cry. But if you don't teach your child and put your child in an environment, they don't, they like she was saying, they won't know how to maneuver. I expose my children to everything. That's what I was getting. I, yeah, you wanna- <laughs> like we were exposed to a lot and I feel like it definitely um helped shape who I am today and a lot of the things that that I'm doing and a lot of the reason why um I am who who I am today is just because of the everything that I was exposed to growing up and I want to make sure for a fact that I put my kids in different settings let them do as much as they want to do even put them in settings where they feel like they don't want to and just kind of like show them like the power of being exposed to so much. That's important. And um, this is really full circle. My niece and my nephew were here for spring break. And uh, when we were in the airport, the flight attendant asked them a question. And it's just, they were so kind of like, I don't, I don't know the word to describe it, but they were it seemed as if like they were scared or unsure on how to answer the question, even though they knew the answer. And I was telling, um, telling my middle sister, like they need to get exposed to more. And uh, I think that they, I think that like being like different after school programs and just like allowing them to, to kind of make their own decision and not holding their hand on everything. It'll force them to, you know, start to mature a little bit because I'm looking at them like answer the question. And they look at like, well, I don't know. And it was just a whole situation in the airport. But um, I think that one thing with my mom was we were exposed to a lot. So when we got older, we knew how to act and we were used to different things. You know, like if you mm-hmm. go to a place and you'll see, you know, some women and you'll be like, you know, she act like she's never been anywhere before. But oh, why should like, that on while we at this nice <laughs> ass restaurant or just at the stuff. dinner table? Like it, it, it's <laughs> Don't you don't she know you don't wear a bikini to the table? <laughs> <laughs> or even like wearing like black underwear, you know, when you have one certain clothes or just that, that's really important. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff that people kind of miss out on. You know it what is. it is, Chris, with at that aspect, sometimes and we don't really recognize this until we're older. Um, some young women are not exposed. You know, we all, if you, if you're born female, you will eventually grow up and become a woman if you live that long. However, it takes the women in your life or for me, especially for me, my dad taught me this is how to be a lady. Mm. You know, there's a difference in being a lady and, you know, I noticed your generation, um, you guys generate some, you guys love to say, I'm grown. <laughs> like, listen, if you grown, you don't have to let us know. We can, we know that you grown by the way you behave. I want to, um, I found it interesting, even though I knew this, that you say that your dad is the one that taught you how to be a lady and not 
your mom. Well, I say not lack of, I'm not saying that your mom didn't teach you, but I'm saying like you kind of. I say that because that's your dad. Sorry. Yeah, I say that because of this. Um, Because he had very, and I talked this to my children, he had very distinct things that he thought represented a lady. Like when I grew up, um, I used to smoke cigarettes. You know, thank God I don't smoke them anymore. But I remember my dad, when he found out that I smoked, he told me, he said, don't you ever be walking down the street smoking a cigarette. You sit down because that's unbecoming of a lady. That stuck with me. And when I see women, you know, in the, in, in, you know, in the streets or in, in an environment where they're not sitting and smoking, I, I think like, wow, I see why he said that because it looks tacky. Yeah. And I, I remember my dad embarrassed me. I used to think my dad didn't want me to have any friends growing up. You know, I come from a two parent household. So I, I always live with my mom and dad and uh, <clears throat> And he used to say things to my friends, you know, and stuff like, you know, that used to hurt my feelings. I was thinking he doesn't want me to have any friends. Nobody's going to ever come over here and want to, you know, hang out with me. He told my one girlfriend who was very well endowed. <laughs> so she had really big moves. And he told her, don't you ever come back to my house uh, without uh, a bra on? He said, you, he said, because you look like a slut. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Ooh, I did not call that lady a slut. <laughs> yes, he did. And let me tell you, <laughs> to this day, she and I, you know, we run across each other every now and again. And she said, you know, she, she said, I'll never forget when your dad told me that. But well, to me, <laughs> that hurt my feelings, she said, but it made her carry herself a certain way. Yeah, and but I you, think that... I'm sorry, go ahead, No, you can go. No, I was just going to say, I think that since a lot of households, well, I'm, I'm not going to say a lot. Some households aren't coming from having a man in the house. Sometimes it does take a man from another household to tell you different things and to show you different things because, you know, you're just, you're not being exposed to that masculine energy. So you just won't learn. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, that's the way she had to learn. But I bet you after that, she started wearing a bra. Oh, yeah. definitely, <laughs> definitely, and brought her girls up the same way. Yeah, she needed that, you know, that lesson. But as a child, you know, you know, I was, you know, as a blossoming young lady, that hurt my feelings because why would you say something like that to my friend? But my father didn't have any tact whatsoever. <laughs> you know, that's uh, you know, you have to have thick skin to you know hang around with, and I think that's probably why I'm so sensitive too. To certain now he had no tact. None. <clears throat> you would have to get together with some of my girlfriends. Um, I'm fortunate that that grew up with me that I'm still friends with and let them talk to you about my dad. <laughs> he was, yeah. But he was my everything. I was a daddy's girl. Um, what, was, what I was going to say earlier is the theory of that, your dad teaching you how to be a lady to me makes Sense, you know of course I mean? because that's your father that's who you look up to and you know it, and he chose your mother so you know what I mean he kind of has like the blueprint of what you in your mind what you feel like a man is looking for so any type of like criticism or advice or things that he would share to you would you know resonate and stick harder than you know I feel like a woman telling you just because you know especially if you were daddy's girl yeah, and the thing about it is this: your your father, if they're if you're exposed to your dad, he's the first man you love. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, so and and that's unfortunate. You know that um, that some men don't realize that. You know, I think that's the reason why I chose well when I chose your dad when he chose me. I recognize that it's because I knew I I knew what to look for. Not consciously, because <laughs> I was too young, and you know, but I knew in, in my spirit what kind of man to look for, and that's important, you know. That's important when they say daddy and daughter dates and stuff, you know, take your daughter out, just you and your daughter. That's important, but if, even if you don't have a dad in your life, you know, you can still have that same. 
you can still, as a mother, as a single mother, you still can instill those values in your daughter, I think. Yeah, I definitely think it's possible, but I feel like as a single when not as because I'm not a single parent <laughs> um just I would think if I was a single parent especially if I had well it doesn't even matter what gender my children are I would be very selective on who I bring over them and the type of image they represent because absolutely at the end of the day kids look up to who they're around you know what I mean absolutely. and you want you want to find a partner when you're a single parent to you know exude the traits that you want you know your kids to have or look for in a man if you have a daughter and you know have if you have a son so Mm -hmm. I I definitely feel like a woman can do the job we can do everything but (laughs) she a myth don't (laughs) I know I know but I feel like you know it's just I feel like lessons come easier when it's coming from your own father and you know what I mean versus somebody who's a stand-in but I feel like it can be done either way. It can be done. And, you know, you just, we have to be careful, like you said, what we expose our children to. Because the thing about it is that kids are exposed to crazy family as it is. So you, <laughs> you don't want to <laughs> bring additional energy into your children's life, if that makes sense. Like my husband and I used to always kid around um after we, you know, we got to know each other and got to know each other's family, saying that had we did an, um, a background check on each other, we never would have reproduced. <laughs> <laughs> so you just have to be careful. And... I'm sorry, Chris. Next. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm. But you know, you good because I know your mom has already transitioned. But you know, I'm always here. Well, whoo, please, thank you. Because when I tell you, I have been wanting to talk to a, a, a black woman that is in her 50s. Woo, I just told my sister that today. I said, man, if I don't miss nothing else, I miss just being able to call and, and laugh. Even gossip, got to be honest. Even like just gossip with my mom. Mm-hmm. So thank you because, woo, <laughs> I definitely be wanting to talk. You can call me anytime. Listen, I I know what it's like to lose a mom, you know, and although I was up in age, I lost my dad when I was 26 and that devastated me. Um, But my mom, I, you know, I had her. And I don't want to I don't want to cry. I had her most of my life, most of my adult. But even then, I still miss her. Mm-hmm. You know, I miss her a lot and I get it. So you can call me and just say, you know what? I just need to just hear your voice. <laughs> and I get it. That's so, all you want to do, too. It's just... Oh, okay. You know what? We both not going to cry. No, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Because I miss her because, you know, we used to call each other chick. Like, hey, chick. That was my role, dog. I miss her. <laughs> Yeah. I don't have nobody to talk to and say, ooh, these kids is getting on my nerves. And she was like, baby. I remember one time I'll, I'll share this with you and I'll, and I'll let you ask me the rest of your questions. I um, called her and I was having a difficult time with one of my kids. And, you know, and to me, it was a difficult time. And I called my mom and I said, mama, I really apologize for any and everything I ever done to you growing up. And she was like, what are you talking about? Oh, and I, you know, I went on to share with her what was going on. She said, "Baby, you was not that bad." <laughs> it's me. I'm the difficult time. <laughs> Listen, I'm not putting you on blast, baby. You know, I'm transparent. You know, you. It's me. I'm the difficult time. <laughs> you was not only. Listen, all children go to what I call a, a silly season. Okay, but I would just say this, Mom. Mm-hmm. Are my silly season? You lucked up. There, it could have been you tremendously worse it could have been let me just tell you this i thank god i prayed for i prayed over my children i prayed for my children look don't think your brother didn't take me through a silly season because he did oh he definitely did no i'm just but the difference is when your brother went through his silly season your dad was still here when you Mm. went through your silly season it was just me yeah 
but and I was that's the difference. I just wanted to put that out there. Like I wasn't the worst. It could it could have been. No, <laughs> you was not the worst. You listen. I was I, I, listen. Okay, so you know, <laughs> we think when we going through something like, where did this child come from? <laughs> you know, you get like, why is why doesn't she not listen to me? But the 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 truth of the matter is, people, you give your child a voice. Sometimes you you don't want that child to speak, but you gave that child that voice. Does that make sense? So you you want that child just to, you just want some quiet time. You want them to think about who they are, but they're trying to find themselves. And it's difficult for a daughter to, for, you know, not making excuses for you, but it's difficult for a daughter who was also a daddy's girl not to have her daddy. Even though her brother tried to step up to do the things he thought his father would do for his sister, it's still not the same. Okay, so let's move on before this before we we all be crying, all three of us. So let's move on. <laughs> okay, well, this will be my my one and only question regarding that. Do you feel like your parenting styles changed after your husband's transition? Huh, that's a good question. That is a good question, kids. I want to say. I would I would love to say no, um, but that would not be true because he and I we we tag team things. You know what I mean? So I I don't know because you know grief is a powerful emotion. So I don't I don't even know how to answer that. I want to say that I gave my daughter everything I had at the time that I could give. And the same with my son. However, if you ask them, like my son would say that I was a different woman than I was before their dad transitioned. But the difference is this, and, and you'll know this, um, Chair, you have a husband, you'll get this. And Chris, when your husband comes, you'll, you'll already be prepared for this. When you have someone that truly has your back, he's your safety net. So there's things you could do and things that you would just, just, you know, act on faith because you know he's there to catch you. So even as a parent, because he and I had different parenting styles, even that I'm more, I would say I would be more of a, 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 um, I can't even say the word now, authoritative parent where I want to give my children a voice, but with, you know, with restrictions like, you know, because you know there's rules in place but I don't really want to know I can't really answer that you know I would just say <laughs> it would have to have changed you know because you went from being sharing the responsibility to be to having it all having it all so you, mm -hmm. certain things had to change some things that you felt like you had to be strict on you probably weren't strict on anymore because you know it would probably cause more of a headache than you know what i mean so i feel like yeah. when you're, when i felt like you lost out on some things junior i felt like you didn't have certain things you know oh, because i can hear your voice cracking let's <laughs> <laughs> she said my mom's voice is cracking <laughs> anyway <laughs> you turned out fine so <laughs> yeah. i'm okay with that I, I i tell you this and i will say it publicly i am proud of the woman that you became i'm even more proud of the mother that you are thanks mom i appreciate so, that i do have a question though How, what what was dad's parenting style because i feel like i was too young to to kind of remember dad that that I was I was the disciplinarian but the thing about your dad was he understood the dynamics of a relationship you know what I mean like I feel like if he still would be here it would be me and him against the world like he let you guys do your thing he you know he was on you guys side but when it came to his wife he didn't play does that make sense <laughs> Like you guys could do whatever you guys do, but the moment you guys disrespected me, he would be cool. He was like, you know, one. I don't want to say he was passive because that's not true. He was a provider. He wanted to make sure you guys were good. He would have, 
you guys, if he was still here and you guys didn't have your life straight and you guys were still trying to get yourself together, or if you had a business you wanted to start, he would say, stay home, save your money, do your thing. That was the type of parent he was. You know, he would not push you out the nest unless you was ready to fly. And even if you if you left the nest and you was flying and say somehow your wing got clipped, you could always come home. Gotcha. You know, he was that he was that he was that guy. But he loved his wife. And I think that's something that I um even though you say you don't remember him, remember those things, I think that the way you chose who you're with. Like I see that kind of love that from Greg with you. Gotcha. So you you know, you wouldn't know. I don't think you would know to aspire for that unless you felt that. Yeah. Now, not to say that all you know, not to say oh that everything was great, great because we fought. You know, I didn't always like him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's next, Chris? What's your next question? Uh, what is what is something that you see in both of your kids that that you that you have within yourself? So, like, what's something that you like pass down to them? As far as like, per, do you see like any like your personality that kind of comes out, or you know, that's that's something that I think would be better asked to. China and to her brother mm-hmm. I mean, what I do see is that they're loving parents and I would hope that that's something I pass down to them because I truly do love my kids um, and they were my priority um, when they were growing up um, China does let me just tell you not as a parent but she has a lot of my traits I remember when, we were, when she was growing up she hated going to Michael's with me hated 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 <laughs> Oh my gosh, she was just like, I don't want to go with you. But listen, let her throw a party. She is Shalita reincarnated. She loves to throw a good party. I agree. Yeah. I always tell her that. (laughs) She's top tier when it comes to to planning. That's her mother's child. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, when she was in, in kindergarten, I used to go up there and decorate her school with balloons and stuff. Listen, she yeah, I see that in her. She, and she hated when I tell you she would cry. Oh, but she that's she gave herself, I think it was her 30th birthday. Yeah. Oh my god, and I saw the decor. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I do see that in her. And I think because of that, 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 that spirit that she's going to always make sure that her children have really good memories. I agree. I, I agree. I always say this China um, is one of the, and not, not to do like the whole comparison thing. It's not bad mm-hmm. because I'm not a mother, so no judgment. But I think that China is really is hands on and mm-hmm. um, she's an amazing mom. Like you mm-hmm. can tell that she was prepared for motherhood and uh, I think that's mm-hmm. beautiful <laughs> well I would like to think I had something to do with that <laughs> nah no I'm just kidding nah, nah, you, just, you know sometimes let me just tell you this and, and um, sometimes your kids think they sprouted up an adult <laughs> well. but you know yeah she's my kids listen my son is a hands on dad Chinera's dad was hands-on. You know, he played so hard with with um with her brother one time that he didn't realize that he had got carpet burns in his knees. He didn't even know that his knees was raw because that's how hard they were playing. I love that. That's a really good memory for me. Chinera could not leave the house with her dad and not come back with something. <laughs> I don't care if they went to go get gas. She came back with something. Braden has that so bad right now. <laughs> and she and wait a minute. And you indulge him. Yeah. But I feel like I don't know. No, it it's was okay. Hard with that first. Now it's just like every day with this kid. 
that's you all that's you all over. It's not gonna change, it's just gonna get more expensive. Mm-mm. I'm cutting it off. Yeah, I'd like to see that happen. So China, what is something that you feel like you you got from your mom? Um I I would definitely say like being hands on. Like my mom was super big on making sure that we had a good experience. And when I mean things like that, like one of my best memories growing up was um, field trips and just like, you know, being having the matching outfits, the best lunch and like everybody wanting to be in our group was like always like a super good memory for me. And those are like the same memories I strive for when, um, you know, with my babies. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> and do you feel like watching your mom and dad laid the foundation as far as like a family. Okay. And I'm, I'm saying this and I, I promise I don't mean like any, any malice when I say it, you know, like some people like being with their, being with like their child's father or, or just even creating that, that family is not really a big deal to them. Do you feel like the foundation and the love that you saw growing up, do you think that, basically like you wanted to you need it not need it but you you want it basically you wanted your kids to be raised in that same kind of environment like a two-parent household do you think that, that was like a at the at the top of the list um subconsciously yeah um if you remember when we, I've said multiple times <laughs> I didn't want to be a mom <laughs> so that wasn't like something like I'm like thinking like oh when I become a mom I want to make sure that my kids grow up in a two-parent household it was like those thoughts didn't really exist like I didn't really want to be a mom um and then fast forward I meet Greg we we get together we break up then I'm at Six Flags and the kids are on a field trip and it just triggers that memory for me and then that makes me realize like oh I do want a family and if I want a family, this is the person that I wanted with just based on who he was as a person. Um, and once that kind of aligned with me, I guess, then yes, those thoughts became, you know, from my unconscious to my conscious mind that, yeah, I do want to raise my kid in a two-parent household because that's how I was raised, you know? And I, this shit is hard. I wouldn't wish doing this alone on nobody. Like, you know what I mean? It's very hard with two people in the household. Um, so I couldn't imagine how it feels to have, you know, kids and their father not be involved or anything like that. So yeah, I my hat is off to single parents because it is it is a difficult job, especially when you are hands-on with your children. It's a difficult job. It takes a village. Yeah. Um, so I feel like to, to answer your question, that it was unconsciously in my mind. And then once I decided that I did want to become a mom, it, it definitely brought that to my conscious mind. And now that you've become a mom, do you feel like you've learned to give your mom more grace on different things? Because now you kind of see, ooh, this is not That's for the week. <laughs> um, I I do feel like it's allowed me to be more understanding of my journey with of the of our journey through that that phase in our lives. Like when she was my, because you know she's always been my parent, but you know there's when she was actively parenting me, basically. Um, it just makes me realize that, you know, it's not as easy as it looked, you know what I mean? And and I can't lie if I think that. I feel like, you know, parents make things look a lot easier than what, than the shit show that's really going on, basically. <laughs> and um, so it definitely allowed me to see my mom in a different light and understand some things um, and extend her that grace um, and uh, want to work on actively pursuing a 
friendship with her, like as a, like woman to woman, and and now two adults and two mothers. If that makes sense. Do you think now that you have become a mother and you and you experienced some things, and you've extended that grace to me, do you um, <clears throat> do you feel like our relationship? is better for it i think that's what i'm asking um like what i'm saying like you know when you're growing up you don't understand why your parents do the things that they do because you don't get it because you're not going through it um and which is the reason why i said i called my mom to apologize thinking you know but i know once i became an adult adult and when I saw my mom for who she really was, our relationship changed. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely feel like our relationship has definitely changed now that I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I feel like it changed. I don't feel like so I don't feel like it changed at the beginning of the whole mm-hmm. journey for me I feel like I, I feel like I can more pinpoint it be changing when I transition from one child to two and um, I feel like I was also going through the transition of being you know um, a girlfriend or fiance to a wife so it also made me reach out to you more and you know what I mean gain try to gain some understanding from a from a wife standpoint from a mother of two kids I also you know at that time I had the girl boy dynamic like you have in mm. with my two so I feel like that's more so the change in our relationship where it became more of like you know like it it, it became better than it was you know and and also during that time it's, it's around the time where I I actively started to to attempt to make changes you know what I mean because I feel like a lot of times people think that mother-daughter relationships just happen but it, they're like every type of relationship friendship that they require work you know what I mean and I, I feel like I had that epiphany around that time too like oh if I want this great relationship with my mom, I'm going to have to work at it. Like we're going to have to work on the relationship itself. And mm-hmm. I just feel like becoming a mother and becoming a wife, it definitely aided in, in me wanting to actively work on our relationship. Okay. Look at the, look at the guests becoming the host. Check out <laughs> ask the questions and stuff. What? Okay. Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> and what is, um, one piece of advice, or it could be however many you want to share. And what is just a piece of advice that you would give to the new mothers that are coming up now and like entering parenthood? I think the best advice I can give any mother is it is it is more important to parent your children than to be their friend. The friendship comes later. The parenting is what's important. I would give that advice to anyone. I remember my son, he said to, um, well, so-and-so parents let them do A, B, and C. And his dad and I said, well, we're not so-and-so's parents. And I remember when he got to high school and he, he when he was graduating his senior year, and he said something to me that was so profound uh, that stuck with me to this day. He said, Mom, thank you for being my parent. And that was so profound because those same kids and who he is as a man and who they are are totally different. Because I parent him and I wasn't trying to be his friend. The friendship came later. So I think that would be my advice to any new parent. Parent your child. Now, when I say parent, I don't mean be this... um, dictator i mean you parent with love you parent with softness you parent with care and sometimes you know a child needs um a parent that uh, that comes across as a friend in order to share in order to um to receive but i'm saying the most the best thing you can do for any child is to be their parent 
set boundaries, set rules, so they can be able to function in this world if you're not here. Ooh, <laughs> that's a word. <laughs> that is a word. Because I think what, just, I'll say this and then I'll be done. <laughs> I think that what kind of, oh, okay, I'm not going to get emotional. What kind of scared my mom in her, her last days with my oldest sister was had she parented her enough or in, in, the, mm-hmm. in the right ways where she would be okay after her transition. Wow. Um, and I think that that was a really big fear of hers that I know that it's time, you know, it, it's, it's creeping up for us for me to leave. And I'm scared that when I go, she's not going to know how to function. Aww. And um, so, yeah, I, 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 I completely agree. I love that. I just, yep. oh, this is full circle. But since I'm not going to get emotional, China, <laughs> is there anything that you want to share? You know, you, you've been in the game for, for some years now. Is there anything? Almost that you six years as a yeah. parent. <laughs> moving on up girl is there anything that you like want to share with uh, any any piece of advice that you would have for uh, you know like first time moms and like new moms that's you know they thinking about motherhood um I would say don't be hard on yourself you know this shit is already hard enough don't beat yourself up you know it's and just- don't worry too um, I don't mean to cut you off babe but don't worry too much about what you don't know yeah I was getting there (laughs) (laughs) because even though you people say that they think that they're prepared or ready to be a mom you can never really be ready because these these are human beings so they come out with different personalities Um, and you know you just have to be adaptable you know learn how to adapt to this child and you know things that you did with your first child may not work with your second child and vice versa um and just you know don't be hard on yourself be adaptable and um don't be afraid to ask for a break because mm-hmm. i can't stress you have to take hard. care of yourself you have to t- you cannot take care of anybody else unless you take care of yourself don't feel like you're being selfish if you want to go to the spa or if you even want to go on vacation without your husband and your children that is okay because we all need to reset. Yep. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might as well uh, move on to, not might as well, but okay, so that's the time for us to move on to our next segment of the show. And uh, this is our Since We're Being Honest segment where we just, Say something that we're being honest about. It doesn't have to be related to uh, to the topic. It can be anything. So, Chani, you want to go first, or you want me to go first? Um, since I'm being honest, you know, yesterday was the first time I had been around my uh, coworkers and colleagues from my new job. And I had a really good time. It was it was unexpected because you know you, you never know what to expect when you're in a room full of YT people. <laughs> wow! <laughs> but it was a good time. Everybody was super cool. I felt like I got to know a lot of them on different levels. And then when we had our dinner last night, I, I brought I brought Greg, and he made friends faster than I made friends. <laughs> They're asking for this guy's number and all kind of stuff. So I had a good time and I'm glad they enjoyed me and Greg. So that's always, I wasn't expecting to have such a great time since I'm being honest. (laughs) Well, I'm happy that you did. That lets you know that you're, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Uh, Let's see. Um, Since we're being honest, I've realized that I think that I'm too hard on myself. And I say it in a way where 
not saying it in a way where I shouldn't have like timelines and goals and stuff, but I think that I've, I'm always so focused on what I feel like I haven't accomplished that I don't take the time to congratulate myself on what I have been able to do and what I have been able to accomplish. I was really thinking about it because I turned 30 next year and I've been blessed enough to live in not one, not two, but three different cities outside, three different states outside of Chicago. And um, just coming from where I'm coming from, as far as like, you know, different neighborhoods and stuff, that, that doesn't really happen. So since we're being honest, I think that I just need to start telling myself more that I'm proud of myself and stop waiting on this big aha moment to happen and just enjoy the journey for what it has been and what it will like continue to be. Well, that's good. Because 30 is not a magical number. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> so I'm happy that you're embracing it and, you know, looking at life from that perspective. But just so you know, 30 is not a magical number, baby. <laughs> I think I'm gonna get a Barney box and everything like on my 30th birthday here's it here's the key you figured it out yeah <laughs> nope bitch we're still figuring it out <laughs> sorry mom go ahead <laughs> what are you being honest about mom oh <laughs> well I, I didn't even give it any thoughts so since I'm being honest I think you two ladies are doing a remarkable job with your podcast, and I'm very proud of you two. And <clears throat> since I'm being honest, um, I've listened to every episode, even the ones that I was cautiously <laughs> um, warned. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and I think you ladies are doing a really um, great job. I wish you both the best in every endeavor. Um, I'm here for you both. And since I'm being honest, I like who I am as a woman. I hope you ladies love who you are as women. Chris, do not beat yourself up. You, you know, celebrate yourself. It's important. We don't don't um, let those people in your head, you know, make you think things that are not true about yourself. They do not pay rent. Put them out. Um, since I'm being honest, and that goes for you as well, Chiara. I am very proud of both of you ladies. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, since I'm being honest. Thank you. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, all right, so we can move on to our next segment, um, which is, you know, a very important segment. So, Chris, what are you going to do this week to bloom? I really am going to do my cleanse. Hear me out, right? I was supposed to do it this week. I didn't. I I was not in the right headspace to do it. But for sure, I am going to do a, a three-day like juice and smoothie cleanse just to give myself a restart, like a refresh. So I'm going to do me a cleanse. Prepare for the energy, okay? Cause it's <laughs> I think I should do a cleanse once a week because that thing had I was have so much energy but I'm happy for you that you're gonna do it I hope that you feel the same changes that I do and it'll encourage you to make healthier choices going forward um for me what am I gonna do I am going to start being more back consistent with working out I kind of fell off this last and haven't really worked out as much as I wanted to. So I, I'm going to just stick to the script because the habits that I create now is going to shape who I am 12 months from now. So thanks for that, Chris. <laughs> that little tidbit, it's really stuck with me. So I'm going to, you know, stick to my workouts to get back to the healthy habits so I can be closer to my dreams 12 months from now. And you, Mom, what are you going to do this week? I am going to make a conscious decision to document the things I am grateful for. What I affirm, what I'm getting rid of, and what my goals are. Nice. It's always good to see see what's going on. 
as versus just having it in your head. That's right. And happy Mother's Day, Chiara. Thanks, Mom. Happy Mother's Day to you, too. And happy birthday again. Thank you. Chris, are you a godmom to somebody? Nope, I'm just a TT. I'm just an auntie. Well, not just because yeah, I'm getting ready to say. Listen, I was an auntie for many, many years before I had my own children. <laughs> so, <laughs> listen, that auntie role is serious. Ooh, I, man, <laughs> man, let me tell you, that auntie role is serious, especially. If your siblings is not doing what they supposed to do. So do not take that lightly. Oh, okay. Yep. This is all full circle. You <laughs> have to a whole lot tonight. You're right. It, it's kind of like you start to take on a, a mom role before you're a mom. Um, yes. Yeah. Yep. A monty. You're a monty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that what it's called? A monty. Yep. So happy Mother's Day, ladies. And, thank uh, you. Thank you. You're welcome. We are officially done with our Mothers We Know segment. So where can they find us, babe? At Black Girls in Bloom Pod on the gram. And we will see you guys. Well, you guys will hear another episode in uh, two weeks from today. Thanks for listening. Bye, babes. Bye. Bye.